0: Rev up those engines, gamers, because you're about to embark on a thrilling cinematic ride with another exciting episode of Cinemates. I'm Mike Jose Collins, and that's Jake Schultz, and we're here to fuel your passion for both movies and video games. On today's episode, we're stepping on the gas and taking a high-speed journey into the world of Gran Turismo, based on a true story. Get ready to buckle up as we explore the racing tracks, the characters, and the true events that inspired this adrenaline-pumping film. What's up?
1: Hey man, <laughs> how's it going? You having a you having a good Friday? Hell yeah. I'm not. Hell no, man. Yeah. Um. Specifically in the last 24 hours, there's actually been a lot of news that's really either upset me or just like made me heartbroken. So I'm going to start off first with this news that's actually infuriated me. I forgot that. That's the third one. Uh, infuriation is what I felt around 6 o'clock last night when Warner Brothers decided to do what they have been threatening to do for a long time, and that is move the hotly anticipated Dune Part 2 from its original release date of November 3rd to March 15th, 2024. This, of course, comes with the ongoing SEG-AFTRA strikes. And on the back of the heels of 112 days of striking, officially. We have passed that. I think it's like 100 and... Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, obviously, the writers have had a lot more on the actors, but combined, the two are just still going. And they received an invitation to meet with Bob Iger, Donna Langley, Ted Sandros, David Zazalov, Carol Lombonardi, which are all the heads of the studios, Warner Brothers, Disney etc., under the pressure of the pretense of further negotiations to end the strike. and Instead, they sat down and were lectured about how good the AMPTP's single and only counteroffer was in an attempt to get them to cave to studios' demands. No counteroffers or further negotiation took place." Also off the back of the end, of Bob Iger, who earns $25 million annually, is personally offended, reportedly, that the WGA did not agree to that offer laid out by the AMPTP. And um, writers are just asking for 0.18% of an average of studios annual revenue and they are still saying no. So what do studios do? They decide to take the biggest IP left in the year and move it away. Off the heels of Barbie and Oppenheimer having cinematic just masterpieces and getting people out to the box office. And instead of doing what is right, and giving fair compensation to the writers, to the actors, to the demands that are not that hard, the studios think, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go and just make you suffer, and make the fans suffer, and make everyone suffer. This is no longer just the studios. They're personally attacking the theatrical market, They're attacking the fans. They're attacking everyone in order to try to get the actors and the writers to cave into their demands. It's scummy. It's ridiculous. I'm pissed off that it's even gotten this far. There should be, there was already delays before. Challengers got delayed. Now Godzilla vs. Kong got delayed as well because it took that date, so it's moving a month now. They don't care. They're willing to jeopardize the integrity of the theatrical market. They're willing to do whatever they can to shove it in actors' and writers' faces and bully them around, and it's disgusting. I'm fed up of this. This is ridiculous. This should never have gotten this far to where we're going. Yeah, let's just delay movies. We're coming off the back heels of the greatest momentum of a cinematic of cinematic ever, and it's going. You know what? Yeah, let, let's just not carry that on because Dune would have carried that on. You're telling me people wouldn't line up in droves to go see this movie? People loved the first movie. The second movie is going to get even more attention. That's why they're delaying it because they're like, oh well, we can't we can't advertise it with our cast. So you know what? Let's make it about ourselves once again. Let's just delay it because they're still so fed up and shoved in their own heads and their egos are so inflated that they think that they cannot, that they have to just delay things because they're the stars of the movies. They're the ones that people are going out to see. Warner Brothers has three movies coming out in the span of a week in December. They have Aquaman, they have Wonka, and they have The Color Purple. And they're just like, nah, we're not going to move those because who cares about those? Dune, the one that actually everyone cares about, let's move that further away as a as a in your face. I'm I'm so annoyed. I I can't tell if you think I'm annoyed. I am just this is disgusting, and I want this to end. But at the same time, now actors and writers should not cave because that's what they're trying to get them to do, and they can't do that. This is for especially Bob Iger. I was pretty indifferent on Bob Iger. Actually, I thought he was pretty – I thought he was okay, especially with Bob Chapek in charge of Disney before. And then when Iger came back, I was like, oh, thank God he's going to save Disney. He has been one of the worst parts of this strike, and it's been absurd seeing the things that are coming out of this man's mouth. I'm disgusted by everything that's happening. But I don't want this to end anytime soon because now – what now? Is this supposed to get people to turn over and be like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll come in. We're like, that's fine. They already deleted it, so it's done. Why would why should people care? Why should people like they're ki- I'm just I'm so mad. They're they're killing the theatrical market. What are you doing? What are you doing? What what good does this serve anyone? It doesn't serve anyone anything. I'm so pissed off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. F you, Bob Iger. Those comments are just bizarre. You're a bad guy. It's I was a big fan of him, too, when yeah. he was coming back on. I thought he would actually steer Disney in a pretty decent uh, move. But if you get paid $25 million, you shouldn't be making comments like that.
1: This isn't ending anytime soon. No. If they think that this is going to be the move to get people to come back, be like, oh, my God, we're sorry, we'll take your we'll take your crappy demands. <laughs> no. This is going to go on even longer than people are thinking. People are saying the fall, this, if anything, is just going to accentuate it even more. It's yeah. disgusting. Pay your actors, and your writers the money they deserve. Enough. You are not the star of the industry. You do not make the movies that people want to go see. People are not wanting to go see a Warner Brothers film. People are not wanting to go see a Disney film. People are wanting to see films with stars, with creativity, and you are not that. Enough. Anyways. Sorry. I just... It's just ridiculous. You want to get into uh, something light lighthearted a little bit? You want to get into Gran Turismo? Because I can sit here and just... And I, I mentioned it in a previous episode that until the strike was over, maybe we should keep mentioning it. I'm going to keep... I, from now on, I'm going to have something specific written out every single episode to keep continuously having this conversation talked about. Because this is far beyond what it should have been. Yep. All right. Let's get into Gran Turismo. So we went out and watched Gran Turismo last night. <laughs> Uh, In the wake of all of this happening. Gran Turismo
0: 2023. Gran Turismo or called. Some people say, some people have it on their websites as also based on a true story in the actual title of the film.
1: Yeah, it's colon based on a true story. (laughs) So it's not just Gran Turismo. It's Gran Gran Turismo Turismo. based on a true story. This is directed by Neil Blomkamp. Stars Archie Madeweck. I think I said that wrong. David Harbour and Orlando Bloom. Madaweki. Madaweki, And it is about a player who wins a series of Nissan sponsored video game competitions through his gaming skills and becomes a real life professional race car driver. So like as the colon says uh, the movie, this is based off a true story. This is an actual thing that happened. There was a guy who was so good at Gran Turismo that he got the opportunity to race and it is about that story. So it's less of a video game story. Yeah. But, but there are sequences in there that are very video game esque. There is a lot of What I think are really cool shots of the cars dismantling and coming back together and you see kind of like the stuff in Gran Turismo on the side. You see like the scoreboards, you see the positionings changing and it's pretty cool. And in that sense, Neil Blomkamp had a really great eye for this film with the action and Neil Blomkamp, this should be no surprise He is a very competent director when it comes to action or sci-fi. He's done District 9, which everyone loved. Elysium, not everyone loved. And then Chappie, people did not like. And then he kind of disappeared. He did a movie two years ago, which I think was terrible, and it got bombed. Hasn't done anything to the level that he has to now. This is his first like return film. And you know what? I'm going to sit here and say, I actually really enjoyed this movie. (laughs) It hearkened in to a era of 2000s cheesy action film that I just love it's so cliched so cringy with the dialogue and oh my god is the dialogue ever cringy David Harbour at one point says you mad bro and I just about cringed and died in my seat but through all of that I think it's a really it's a competently well story told story it's Fun to watch. The action is actually very good. Like it's in genuinely great. And I really enjoyed the action scenes. They're thrilling. I loved watching the races. I wish there was a bit more because they, they montage through a lot of the races in the middle half of the film. And I really wish that they did that more. The characters are who they are. You don't really care about the characters that much, but the performances are pretty good. I really like David Harbour. I think he's the standout of the film. The lead's okay. He's not anything special. Orlando Bloom, I actually liked seeing him back in this film again. I really like Orlando Bloom. I'm happy that he's back doing another film again. It was just a lot of fun, man. And I just had a dumb smile on my face the entire time because there's not that many times that we see films like this in theaters that are actually like pretty fun to watch. And you need that dumb, stupid action film every once in a while to come out in theaters and just sweep audiences away. And this is what it is going to be. It's going to be that. Despite its issues with the script, despite its issues with continuity errors, because, oh, my God. Uh, I just had a great time with this film. Yeah. Um, sort of, okay. <laughs> As someone
0: who, you say you love scripts. The script of this thing is oh, genuinely, genuinely horrible. Yeah. Uh, the performances are bad. I, the main guy has absolutely no chemistry with anybody on screen. There's nothing he's doing. There's nothing he's giving to anybody. David Harbor, uh, just plays David Harbor. I mean, he's a good actor, so it, it comes across fine. Yeah. Orlando Bloom is genuinely terrible in this movie, <laughs> but I think that's like part of the charm it of his is character. Part of the charm of it, yeah. Like, but he's he's. I have no idea how this guy is still an actor. He's so bad. I don't. He was in like trillion dollar movies for like five years and then is just like nobody? He can't act. I'm sorry Orlando Bloom. You can't I just act.
1: had some like weird nostalgia watching he him was, back on I, screen. He
0: was. I agree with you though. I loved him in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's a horrible actor in the movie but it, it somehow plays well. But the main guy Archie Mad- 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 Kwe, um just uh, you should not act my guy. You are really really bad. You cannot act. You are giving absolutely nothing to everybody around you. My issues with this movie are it's really bad. It's not a good movie. The performance is bad. I don't know what you're talking about with the story. If you're doing a sports movie, you need no, a okay. villain, and the villain in this is like just some vaguely European person. The story is basic, and the story is cliched, and we've seen it a thousand times before. No, but- there is no story. There is no point in this movie where you're like waiting for the stakes to happen, except okay, we'll get into spoilers in a bit. You're waiting for the whole time for spoilers to happen, or for not for spo- for like the stakes to somehow be raised, and then they eventually do. But it's way too late to care about anything that's actually happening. Mm. Um, the dad and the mom are really, really good in this. Yep. Uh, they were they were phenomenal in this movie. Um, this is a movie about a gamer who who ends up racing a real car, and we see nothing about how he learns to do that. There is absolutely nothing. We get a montage. Yeah. Uh, it's a horribly put together movie. This movie is not good in any way whatsoever. I unfortunately have to completely disagree with you. The villain is terrible. This Kappa guy, he's just a vaguely European dude. And you're supposed to be like, whoa. It, It like spoon feeds everything to you. We don't need you to go actually have the car transform, and then go back in time and show us the scene again. You can just have the dad say a line, and then that's all we need. It's like, it's like oh, we have to show you every single thing. There's even a scene where he Orlando Bloom writes down a guy's name, and you're like, okay, I know that that guy's a bad name. It's underlined, and it says, no effing way should I call this. And then he still has to go, Jack Slater, oh, no, I got to call him now? And it's like three seconds too long of every single part that they had in this movie. It looks fantastic. The racing it scenes are great. incredible. Yeah, this movie looks really, really cool, and it actually puts you in the in the cockpit like really well. Mm-hmm. The, the, I cannot get over how bad the script is. It made okay racing simulating itself is not. It's like it's fine. It's not lame. Video games are like they're kind of lame, but you combine it into this movie and made every single thing involved in this lame. Everything was so boring. Um, oh, I don't.
1: Ag- I don't agree with that. I don't think it was boring at all. I it was fun. Okay, sorry,
0: not boring. That's not the right word. Everything was so dumb like it was just it it was super lame and then you get to the end and you're you want to care about anything that's happening this guy for some reason they have a love interest in this movie which absolutely made no sense you don't have to throw that in the movie just make it about the racing that's cool enough characters don't make any sense literally nobody's motivation in this movie made any sense and then you get to the end of the movie where okay spoiler alert he doesn't win a race but he, he does well in a race um and if you buy into the fact that everything about this is super lame. It pays off. Mm-hmm. You actually have a good time at the end of the movie.
1: It is a real thing that happened, though. He it did, is true. He did place on a podium.
0: Not, nothing about the filmmaking in this movie was good, but it does pay off, and you do have a good time with it. Nothing except the
1: direction was good. I we, yeah, maybe the direction it depends the, the how hands cinema- on he was. The direction actually, the cinematography was, it looks good. Yeah, it that's, that's looks the good. The technical side of the film, the is
0: technical great. side was good, but in general, it's a bad movie. But like, I agree with you. You have fun with it, yeah. and I think if you buy into the fact that it's crap, mm-hmm. like it's a lame thing, yeah. you'll have fun with it. Because honestly, at the end when they were shooting champagne around, I was like, "Let's go, man!" Like I was rooting for this guy for some reason. He sucks. Mm-hmm. He killed somebody.
1: All right, yeah. Let's get let's get into that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. This is actually a, a controversy with the film in general because this is a real thing that happened. Is that during one of his races, the lead guy. His car goes over a fence and kills the spectator. This very much was something that did happen in real life, but the film presents it as a emotional crux and like a turning point for his character, which is making a lot of people annoyed because it is a little weird to be turned over like that's his motivational point
0: the whole point of the movie is that oh it might be dangerous to get gamers to race and then he actually kills somebody Mm -hmm. and they don't present it in a way where it's like oh it was an accident where they keep saying it was an accident it literally looks like this dude just killed somebody and then we're supposed to be like oh I hope he changes from this I was like dude don't race again, man. You're not a racer. You just murdered somebody. So that part honestly did not make any sense to me. If we're talking about that too, that's the emotional crux, the stakes that we're supposed to have in this, they are not brought to fruition at all. You do not care that this guy is like, oh, uh, I, I want to get back in the wheel.
1: I am not rooting for this guy to drive again. The difference is with the, the crash is that that happens many races before after. So they presented this as a early on moment in his yeah. career when this was not what happened this was very like this was in 2015 that that crash happened and he podiumed i believe like a couple years before that so it's weird that they placed that in
0: there There's as so much like their crush. editing of the actual story like this didn't need to be based in modern time i don't know why it was it's that weird because it doesn't make feel
1: like it is, but then at the same time, like, you see a PS5. It, it clearly and... was,
0: event, but, like, the music is based in the past. The items they're using, everyone has headphones. By the way, every freaking transition with music, someone was just listening to the song, and then it goes to the next scene. That was so stupid. You don't have to keep using the same freaking thing. Oh, my God, that was so frustrating. Yeah, uh, And then oh God, the continuity things are bizarre. There's the one beer. point where he's like... <laughs> He orders a beer, then says he's going to bed, and you see his table, and he just is an empty beer in front of him, which doesn't make any sense. You and don't see him like, pick it up at all. There are all either. so many things where they just spoon feed you what's happening. Like you don't have to explain. There's a part where he buys David Harbor a, a a Zune player or whatever, a Sony Walkman thing, mm-hmm. and there's a whole scene of him picking it out and then him giving them the gift, and then a David Harbor just have him open it at the end. We don't need to see him buy it. It would have been a nice, actually sweet moment if we didn't see all the steps going up to it. You've so got to your Sony advertisement. What do you mean? Yeah, that would have been a great Sony advertisement in a very emotional scene that actually could have made sense, but we do not care. We do not care about anybody in this movie. It's so bizarre, but I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's weird because you don't care about anyone, but you still are, like, invested. Yeah, like, I, I was rooting for them. It, I, But you, you genuinely have to buy into how dumb the actual thing is. Yeah. There is so many dialogues where it's like, uh, what, are the, what do you call those? G- consoles? You gamers better game up. Yeah, Let's get gaming. Dialogue. The, the dialogue is so bad. And the fact that it's supposed to be like a video game movie for people playing video games and it seems that they have absolutely no idea how to talk about video games was like baffling because there's so many like hints where I feel like, oh, like if you're a Gran Turismo racer or player, you would like love that in the, in the in the movie. And then they have like weird dialogue where it's like do they
1: know what they're talking about they showed all the games at the beginning they yeah. they know what gaming is <laughs> but they don't my favorite continuity or like weird choice was at the very beginning of the movie when he's texting the lean character and he's reading everything out loud even though you can see the text we don't need that he's like bro where are you? you cut it i'm like why why are you doing you look crazy if you were to look at that from a random guy saying it out loud like that there's
0: so many instagram stories in this movie And by the way, he's, like, stalking this girl's Instagram for most of the movie. She has no likes on her pictures. Oh, she has no followers. (laughs) She
1: she has, like, 100 followers, and she's following, like, 700 people. I'm like, oh, my God.
0: No likes on any photo was, like, mind-boggling.
1: My favorite part about the the 24-hour race... um, was the it's the 24 hours de le Mans. Le, le mans yeah it, it was that when everyone was watching the race no one changed and they were all wearing the same clothes in the same room and no one left that room and i'm like a do these people not smell b what do they do for 24 hours? Did they, you're telling me they watched that whole race like so ende- – like they, no one was sleeping the entire time? That entire <laughs> Nissan group like, yeah. was just awake and watching them like, oh, yeah, go, guys, go. It's the Crazy. only
0: race that his parents also go to, and they stay up for 24 hours. Like why wouldn't you just go to like one closer to you in Wales? Like where because was this? This was
1: even in France. Because his dad got it at that point. That's why. <laughs> The
0: relationship there was kind of confusing to you. There was no reason to care about anybody. I liked
1: the dad. The relationship dynamic could have been so much better. It could have been way more fleshed out. But it's gone for half of the movie yeah. because he's away doing the training, away doing all these races, and it it's left. And then until the dad shows up, you're like, oh yeah, I've kind of forgot that this was a crux in the film. Yeah,
0: they don't explore like anything remotely interesting, but they could have. Yeah. Like, focus on either the game or if you want to make it more of a dramatic movie, try to, like, get more elements of that. But it seems like I just didn't know what direction it was trying to do. And, we're I, again, you do not care about this movie.
1: I think it's just that I'm a sucker for racing films. I think I just love everything about racing films. I love 4V Ferrari. I love that film that came out, Rush, with Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Bruhl. Like there's such fun movies, but it, yeah, they th- did, those this did are a li- a li- feel the li- intensity of the actual
0: race like those movies. Yes, but those are well; those are definitely better yeah. films. Rush but is amazing, I think, by the way.
1: I, yeah, I love Rush. I think this genre is just so easy to buy into and care about because it's such a simple premise. It is. It, it genuinely is. Like everybody knows a racing
0: game, you can pick up and you can play any type of racing. game. You know the the stakes of te- stakes technically of the actual race,
1: and everyone loves an underdog story. And that's exactly what Gran Turismo is. It's an underdog story, and I had fun with it. Yeah. The weirdest thing about this, side note, aside from the film, when I was walking to the theaters, because obviously because the studios are idiots, you can't advertise the film, there was a review, a cardboard cutout, of a review from Variety for Gran Turismo saying how great this movie was. And it was the entire review printed off, <laughs> and just outside. And I was like, what? I've never seen that before, that... Uh, Cineplex is posting an entire review of a film as their marketing scheme. And I was like, what the... That, that was strange. That was really weird. That is bizarre. That's a weird time we're living in. Uh, do you want to give ratings on the film? Because I don't I don't think I have sure. m- much more to say. I think like... Well, I guess I'll end here. I
0: think for a sports movie, you really need a villain. And the, the Kappa guy did nothing for me. The main actor was genuinely horrible. Like, absolutely no chemistry with anybody. Orlando Bloom is bad in this movie, but you can't help but kind of like him. David Harbour is just playing David Harbour. The story is fine. Everything is fine. It looks really good. Um, There's a lot of bad, terrible script, uh, weak, weak all-around filmmaking. But there's something fun about it that you just can't help but root for. I would give this one star based on how terrible the actual movie is, but I really enjoyed my time with it, so two and a half stars. Two and a half stars, okay.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm breaking my own reviewing scale here. I don't know what it was. I just had so much fun watching this film. And it's been a while. Like, I know Barbie and Oppenheimer were, like, fun. And, like, I had fun watching those movies, and they're just, like, great times. I just, every once in a while, need a movie like that to turn my brain off and just enjoy. Yeah. And just whatever it is thrown at me, and it was competently made at points. And I'm like, you know what? I also want to see Neil Blomkamp back doing A better scripted film, yeah, because he—he's really.
0: There were some visuals in this thing that are wicked. Yeah, he's great with visuals. All the racing was actually pretty cool.
1: Mm -hmm. I was enjoying that. I'm gonna give it three and a half stars. Jeez, that is really, really high, really generous. It's on the. You
0: have to take away that you liked scripts now because that is atrocious. No, this is the worst script we've seen in 2023. No, it's not. What's worse?
1: Oh, there's definitely more.
0: I've seen way worse scripted films. Okay, blockbuster that we've gone to the movies and seen. Is there
1: a worse Well, we haven't seen that many. Uh, Ghosted is really bad. You haven't seen Ghosted. It's like genuinely disgusting how awful that film is. Okay,
0: the script is so bad in this thing, though.
1: There were a genuine yeah.
0: laugh out loud. I can't believe they actually wrote that
1: down. But I just enjoyed the film and I enjoy like I get it. I, I like it's a low end three That's fine. and a half. You can enjoy it. It's I'm a saying low end you have to get rid of I like good scripts no, on your resume no, no. because it's this a low is end awful. It's a low end three and a half that is probably gonna get pushed down to a three in the future. But as I stand right now, I really enjoyed it. It was a breath of fresh air in after we went and saw Blue Beetle. Like I gave Blue Beetle three stars. Yeah. This, I think, is a more enjoyable movie than Blue Beetle. This like, is more enjoyable than Blue you're Beetle. You're going to have more fun watching this than you will Blue Beetle. I think Blue Be- Beetle is probably a better film, but mm, I think that— I actually would disagree. I just think that this film is fun, and it, it continues a strong year of just fun movies at the theater.
0: Uh, yeah, I would wait for streaming for this thing, but actually watch it I don't on know. streaming. Don't go see this in theaters, too. This is a waste of your money. <laughs> If you
1: love D box, imagine being in a, mm-hmm. a car, basically Gran
0: Turismo, based yeah. on a true story. So he that,
1: killed somebody. Yeah, he did. He literally killed somebody. That's okay. The <laughs> continuous. Uh, we've been seeing some good movies in theaters. <laughs> I don't think this was. A I good don't movie. care. I enjoyed it. I think a lot of people will. I think I this enjoyed is going it. to be a crowd pleaser. I think a ton of people I are gonna. F- I think it is. It's already. You can see the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 61 I, well that's critics the audience scores at a 98 there's Jeez. a lot of people that are really liking this film it's got a 3.4 I think if you're like if you're into Letterboxd. racing games or like racing stuff you'll probably like it because it is cool in that perspective yeah it's 3.4 on Letterboxd IMDb, IMDB I believe is also pretty high up there too like I think people are going to go out and like it and yeah. yeah it's at a 7.3 on IMDB so people are enjoying the film and I think they everyone that is listening to us I think give it a shot you don't have to see it in no. theaters go watch it on the streaming if it comes yeah. out uh, I do. I do say watch this. It's a but wait movie. for
0: streaming because this is not worth a movie th- theater experience.
1: All right, what did you watch
0: this week? I am halfway through season two of Ted Lasso. Hmm. Um, that is boomer porn. That is <laughs> boomer porn at its finest, man. This is like the most dad jokey. Boomers will love this, uh, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of heart. It's yep. Soccer-y, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I think American soccer fans will like. As a die-hard Premier League fan, very annoying some things mm-hmm. um, just don't make sense and piss me off a lot. Then you're going to hate th- season three. I'm expecting to. <laughs> um, but this, this show has so much heart. It's so likable. All of the characters you're rooting for, there's not a single bad performance mm-hmm. in this thing. It's just an all-around terrific show. Uh, such boomer porn. This is just for boomers, bro. This is the boomerest boomer show I've ever watched. Did you watched the Christmas episode yet, of season two? Yeah, yeah. So good. Very good. Episode. I love the
1: Christmas episode.
0: Like the little claymation opening. Yeah, it's very just, cute. It's a very heartwarming TV show. And it is. If we were talking about um, what was the one? Strangled? Shrinking? Shrinking? Strangled. Oh my uh, goodness! Like I think that's made by the same people. But that's like chicken soup for the soul. Yes. This
1: this show is like genuinely just giving yourself a big hug hmm It's a lot of fun. And it's really heartwarming. And season three is probably my least favorite. But the last five episodes of season three is such a great closure to this story. I don't want it to continue. I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it should continue. I don't think it should. And you'll understand why when the show ends that they're hesitant to continue. It's so beloved, though, that I think they will continue it. I just... With this three season arc, it is such a warm hug of love and it's clear that everyone bought into the show from the very beginning. It's such a stupid premise, but it works so well to make every character so likable as well. It's insane. Can't beat that. Great show. I'm glad you're finally watching it. Yeah. I really, really like it. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of moms and dads do too. My dad loves this show. (laughs) Loves this show. All right, that's all I watched. That's all you watched. I didn't watch much this week as well. I caught up on Only Murders in the Building. Much stronger s- past two episodes, I will give it that. After the, I thought it was an okay start. Meryl Streep has a great, great role in this season. I'm very much enjoying her as playing a, um, an undiscovered talent, which is a kind of a fun twist. And she has a musical scene that is really good. Ashley Park from Joyride is in this season. Hey. She actually has a bigger role than I was expecting. I, I noticed her in the first two episodes, but she didn't really do much. She now has a very, a much bigger role. And that's a good choice because I like Ashley Park a lot. It's a lot more fun. I, I'm having more fun the last two episodes. And then I watched The Master. I was on a little bit of a PTA Twitch. So I decided to watch what he describes as his favorite film to make. And it's good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm not as high on this That's film it. as a lot of other people are. I've heard that this is a film that you need to watch multiple times before you actually begin to respect it. Technically, it is a masterpiece. It is such a stunning film from Do a technical you like, standpoint. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman is insane in this film. I love Walking Phoenix. He's doing Joker, which is on. I I kind of like retroactively visiting back to the Joker conversation. He does it better here than he did in Joker. <laughs> yeah. He's really good in this film. And I really liked Amy Adams as well. I don't think this is her best performance, which is kind of insane because she was nominated for this, but not nominated for her best performance, which is Arrival. Arrival's uh, so good. Arrival's fantastic. That movie got disgraced at the Academy. I liked it a lot. I think it's a really interesting film. I liked the cult aspects of the film. I liked how, but it also wasn't like disrespectful. It was just, it was an interesting dynamic. To explore, I don't think I'm satisfied with the way it ended, and I think that's what a lot of people are hesitant about when they first watch this film. But on like subsequent viewings, people really come to respect the film, and I'm sure I will as well, because P- that's what PTA is. PTA is very much a multiple watches, and you begin to unravel everything that he's telling in his films, and like Inherent Vice, for example. I'm sure I'll come to appreciate it, but right at the moment it stands, it's uh, probably my least favorite film that I've watched of his. Damn, which is kind of crazy, but I like Licorice Pizza a lot more. Punch, drunk, punch, blech, drunk, punch, love, punch, drunk, love. <laughs> I like that film more. Um, I really love Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights is a great film. It's just uh, didn't hit me the way I was expecting for a PTA film, but that's okay. I will, uh, I'll give it a watch in the future. But I have my next one planned because I have not finished the film yet, and that is Man. There Will Be Blood. I watched my milkshake i watched this film i watched the first hour and a half four years ago and i did not finish it you didn't like it oh it's great it's great i just did not for some reason get back to it so that's my next film that i'm going to be going back to for pta i will be finishing pta up hopefully very shortly because i've seen six of his films just uh, want to get that all done because oh well, yeah gotta love some pta have you seen licorice pizza yet yeah you like it?
0: Hated it. Okay, one of my least favorite movies I've ever seen. Fair enough. Two of the worst performances. I, by the way, they're I so hate that too. unbelievably bad. That's awful. I get that you're on high, but you can't act. Sorry, lady. I really like. I wanted to like it. Uh, it was just so painful you to think watch Cooper those two Hoffman's try. bad. They were really bad together, no, man. I don't absolutely agree with that. no chemistry. They were doing nothing for me, man. It was painful. I got. I actually despise that movie. I think it's terrible. I d- I hate that <laughs> take so much. You're awful for that. Um. I did actually watch other stuff. I forgot. Okay. I watched uh "So I Married an Axe Murder." You ever seen that movie?
1: No. Did it's, someone marry an axe murderer?
0: Uh, Mike Michael Myers or Mike Myers? <laughs> what? <laughs> 1993. Oh no, Mike Myers. Uh, he like gets a girlfriend, and there's the string of like serial killings, and the whole movie is him like, "Oh, is my girlfriend a serial killer?" It makes fun a lot of like poetry and stuff. There's just some genuinely laugh out loud moments in this. Um, not a very good movie though. Mm. Mike Myers is so cute though. In 1993, <laughs> he's, I love Mike he's Myers. very likable in this movie. Uh, I just don't think the movie really knew <laughs> what was what it was doing. Okay, bit of a disaster. But it's it genuinely oh, it's some rom com. Yeah, genuinely oh. some laugh out loud moments. Oh yeah, this is not a drama movie. <laughs> okay, I thought's what I thought it was. No, Mike was Myers like, oh. like plays his dad, which is like a Scottish guy. It's like a Shrek accent going on there. Pretty funny. Uh, There's some genuine moments of funniness, but not very good. I gave it two and a half stars.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: And I started Into the Woods again. Oh, my God, why? You don't like Into the Woods? Isn't that like the 2014 Disney one? Yeah. Got awful reviews. Meryl Streep got an Oscar nomination, my guy.
1: When does Meryl Streep not get an Oscar nomination? She plays a spooky witch. She yeah. goes, I'm a witch,
0: the whole time. Like, it's it's the most corny performance ever. I have no idea why she got nominated for an Oscar. Because the Academy sees Meryl Streep's name, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. they don't
1: even watch it. They're just like, yeah, okay. I mean, I,
0: li- I like Into the Woods, the musical, so the-, <laughs> the movie's, like, fine for me. It's fun. I like Anna Kendrick, James Corden, Emily Blunt, Chris Pine. Did you say you like James Corden? James Corden, as a musical actor, is very good. Johnny Depp plays Ew. Mr. Wolf in this. Very funny. Um, I like that movie. i not done it yet, but
1: yeah. It's long.
0: Very long movie. Ew. It's fine. Too- it's, if you don't like the actual musical, yeah, you probably won't like it. It's just a movie. It's not made for people who like movies, I think.
1: Someone I know gave it five stars. Oh, who? I'm not going to call him out. On call this. him out. No, I'm good. Chad. He, he doesn't deserve his <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay.
0: So would not recommend either of those movies <laughs> to anybody.
1: When did you start that last night?
0: Into the woods? Yeah. Wednesday. So you just were like, I'm not I don't want to finish it. Uh no, I was more invested in Ted Lasso when I woke up yesterday.
1: When are you gonna start Severance? When I'm done Ted Lasso. That's your next one? Yeah. Okay. Severance. Adam All right. Scott. All right. I know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, before we get into everything that's come out for this weekend, I did want to do one last um, We did an In Memoriam before, and I understand that it's not technically television, but there was two huge deaths in the world of wrestling. And The first is Terry Funk. He's one of the most influential wrestlers of his time, really brought the hardcore era out. Uh, it was influential for a ton of people, Mick Foley. John Moxley just such a beloved figure in wrestling. Uh he died on Thursday. And then the one that I just was genuinely stunned by was Wyndham Rotunda, otherwise known as Bray Wyatt. He's the fiend. Yeah, he was 36 years old. He was taken off of television earlier this year and was didn't no one really knew why. Um, it was reported that it was life-threatening, but he seemed to have passed it, was the report last week, and that he was gearing up for a return. Uh, suddenly died yesterday of a heart attack. He was 36. And I, when I found this out, was moments away from watching Gran Turismo, which it took me like a good 20 minutes to fully just like get over it because Bray Wyatt was such a innovative, creative mind in wrestling and really brought out a a side that not really many wrestlers can do, which is get people to be so invested in such weird, bizarre, interesting characters, whether it's the Eater of Worlds with the whole Wyatt family. He was loved from the second he came up onto the main roster from NXT, whether it's The Fiend, and I'll never forget being at SummerSlam when The Fiend debuted and being in that audience, the amount of goosebumps I had, just thinking, oh my God, he's done it again. He was able to reinvent himself in such an interesting, crazy character with the Firefly Funhouse, with him switching personas, and even to his, what was going to be his comeback role, which was last year, which was the Uncle Howdy, the The character wasn't explored fully yet because everything that happens, unfortunately, but he was such a loved member of wrestling and beloved by every single fan who could really tell his talents and how much he cared about this industry and how much he cared about making this industry special. And he's going to be such a missed member of this community. SmackDown is going to be tonight, and apparently the reports are that it's going to be specifically just dedicated to him, uh, which is going to be very emotional for a lot of fans, myself included. Uh, I am upset. I have a lot of memories of him as a wrestler. I grew up watching him. He is an instrumental part of me being involved in wrestling to the way I am, and uh, yeah, genuinely touched and saddened by the news. So I uh, just wanted to give him his flowers. Uh, rest in peace to Wyndham.
0: That pitch black was, match was sick this year.
1: It's fun. It's that was cool. It's, it's sad, man. Yeah, a lot of memories. I was looking through my timeline, seeing everyone. Just really sho- showcase how special he was, and how many different moments that you really don't like put into perspective that he's done. And he's been such an underrated, underappreciated member of wrestling. And I'm uh, it was way too early, way too soon. Thirty six, it's way, it's way too soon. Uh, did say yeah, what it was yet? Yeah, was, uh, so he had COVID, and then uh, so it, it was did, yeah, it it, actually, it made some heart issues uh, more prevalent, which. They Exacerbate. thought he got, yeah, exacerbated. That was the word. And, uh, yeah, suddenly died. Heart attack. So, prayers out to his family, his brother, uh, who's was part of his return gimmick as well as Uncle Howdy. So, I couldn't even imagine to believe what his family, his brother is, his dad, all that. Just thoughts and prayers to the Rotunda family as, uh, they're going through a tough time there. Let's talk about, uh, Let's talk about some stuff that's coming out this weekend. Forgot to mention, Invasion Season 2 came back. This is a show on Apple TV. This started back on Wednesday. First season did not get great reviews, but I have seen that Season 2 is a lot better. A lot better paced, and it's a, another sci-fi. Apple loves their sci-fi. So if you're a fan of Invasion, apparently Season 2 is even better. So go enjoy that one. As for things that are coming out this weekend. Let me know. You love your David Attenborough stuff? Behind the Lens, a documentary about David Attenborough coming out. God bless David Attenborough. That's coming out on BBC. Bet yourself. You're not a David Attenborough fan?
0: There's no way you can do that many shows about animals and still eat meat, bro. Grow up,
1: David (laughs) Attenborough. Uh, So that is about everything that's coming out this weekend, unless you're a big fan of Princess Power. I don't know what that is. It's coming out on Netflix, season two, apparently. Not even season one. So that as well as coming out netflix just continuously to put out their random princess movies. power bro you don't
0: know princess power
1: you're princess power guy bro it's the adventure of
0: loving princesses from four different fruit uh, fruit dums will jump into action fruit dums yeah to help their fellow fruitizens and make their words a world's a better place in a
1: series of thrilling adventures what did you just read to me that That's can't princess power that bro. can't be a real tv show it got a season 2 this yeah. is what netflix is you don't like Princess Rita Raspberry? Is or a- Princess Penny Pineapple? Is it animated? Or Princess Kira
0: Kiwi? Yes. Okay. Or, or Miss Fuzzy Wiggle- Wiggles? All right. Fussy Wiggles.
1: That's an awful Fussy name. Fussy Wiggles. Okay. Interesting. Um, <laughs> cool. As for other stuff that's coming out this week, not too, too much. You a big fan of Dennis Quaid and Colin Ford? Yep. The Silence Says All. The Hill came out. If you Want to go watch that? Go ahead. I don't know why you'd want to, but- who cares? Hey, Liam Neeson is back in the box office once again. Retribution. Retribution. Another Liam Neeson just action whatever film in theaters. Wanna go watch that? Go on ahead. The main film that I wanted to bring to attention to everyone is Landscape with Invisible Hand. This actually came out a couple of days ago. Was not advertised anywhere. By MGM Studios. Good job, MGM. This is by director Corey Finley. And if you've heard that name before, he is of Thoroughbred's or Bad Education fame. Hell yeah. This is his third film. It's getting good reviews. Apparently, it's his weakest film out of the three. But it's a science fiction film. It checks all the boxes that I love about him. So if you want to go support um, a smaller, up-and-coming director, he's the one to go do so. Go watch his film. It's not in a lot of theaters right now. Hence, why I didn't have really a chance to highlight it because it wasn't even put up on the website that I used for it. But I saw it was playing at a theater near me, and I was like, "Wait, what is this film?" And I saw it was Corey Finley, who I love. I saw it, Tiff. He's just a great guy, and I'm a uh, go support his film. Go, go, go! Let him watch some. I'm gonna see his film hopefully shortly. Oh well, yeah, and that it wraps up everything that comes out this week. How are you feeling? Uh, fine, yeah. You didn't watch I Riverdale, did you? No, I have not watched Riverdale yet. Riverdale did end. We did say we were going to watch it. Yeah. <sighs> I thought it was today.
0: No, it was Thursday. Oh. Oh, but it doesn't get released till Netflix, till Fridays. Sure. It only comes out on the CW on Thursdays.
1: Does the CW still exist? Yeah, bro. Maybe. Because they've canceled every single one of their shows now. Wait, well, hey, they'll always have Riverdale. And Arrow? It's Arrow's done. Arrow? And Flash. Flash? Those are done though. you think they're just going to replay them? <laughs> <laughs> they have to have <laughs> jump started ones. over from the beginning again. Sabrina?
0: Is that show still no, going that, on? No, that was Netflix. I thought that w- I no, thought that was all those were Netflix. in partnership. Yeah, but so was Riverdale, but technically it's in partnership. No, with but the CW, Netflix you know? funded Sabrina. Oh. Yeah, that, that was the difference of that one. See. Nancy Drew, they got going on.
1: They have a Nancy Drew TV show?
0: Yeah, Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. <laughs> Ew. What, you don't like Nancy Drew? I like Nancy Drew. I don't like CW taking on Nancy Drew. All right, let's see the CW fall lineup here. Oh, my God. We got Renewed, All-American, All-American Homecoming, Oh, Superman and Lois, Walker. Wait, Superman and Lois is still going on? Is that their only DC show that they have? Whose line is it anyway? Oh, we got Penn and Teller, Fool Us, and America's Funniest Animals, Masters (laughs) of Illusion canceled was the flash the flash just got canceled no the
1: flash finished that's okay canceled, yeah, canceled. it's it's done
0: oh it's canceled the cw tv shows that won't be back gotham knights <laughs> kung fu that's so funny nancy drew got canceled oh riverdale okay. star girl walker independence the winchesters would i lie to you
1: so cw is done yeah, here we
0: go we got son of a critch Run the Burbs. Is this still all canceled? This is Monday night. This is So Son of a Critch, then Run the Burbs. Children ruin everything. Everyone else burns. And oh. on Tuesday nights, we got Inside the NFL and The Swarm.
1: CW has Inside the I NFL. Guess, bro. You're Are you uh, kidding Wednesdays me?
0: Wednesdays, we got Sullivan's Crossing. Let's go. What? That that's, can't be. That's already over. Oh, this is fall. They're just redoing Sullivan's Crossing season one. That is bizarre. Yeah, okay. because of the strike. Hey, Sullivan's Crossing rules, man. The Spencer <laughs> sisters. Spencer. Then we got CW on Thursdays. F Boy Island. I'm a big F Boy Island fan. I like F Boy Island. Mm-hmm. Then on Fridays, we got Penn and Teller inside the NFL. Saturdays, Masters of Illusion, world's funniest animal. Inside the NFL is twice a week. There's no way they can just live off this nonsense. <laughs>
1: F-U-C-W. They're dying. They're a thousand Hey, they percent. got Penn and
0: Diller. Fool us.
1: I think they're already dead in the water. I, this is yeah. the, once Riverdale was ended, like, good night. Every <laughs> No one is going to, that. they're going to fold real fast. They had some good properties. In the past, yeah. do they have Scooby-Doo still? Don't they have the rights still? No. No? Warner Brothers has the rights.
0: Yeah, but Warner Brothers also has the rights to Riverdale. and I thought that was all through what C-W. What did C-W w do for up. Scooby-Doo? What are you thinking? I thought they had an animated show. Velma? That's HBO. That, that's Velma. I'm talking about Scooby-Doo. Did you ever watch Velma? No. It looks awful. Okay. That's. I wonder why you think that. <laughs> all right. That's going to conclude our exhilarating journey through the world of Grand Turismo <laughs> based God. on a true story. We hope you enjoy our in-depth discussion. It's a
1: short episode today.
0: We want to extend a huge thank you to all our listeners for joining us on the cinematic ride. As always, feel free to uh, send us a message. If you guys want to be on an episode we have our next two drafts now booked uh but if you guys have an idea for a draft and you want to hop on feel free to give us a shout we love having guests we love having movie buffs if Ghost- you're just a regular person though yeah why not everybody likes movies
1: go slander mike Moore on our tiktok she yeah, had whatever. one comment that said l <laughs> <laughs> on one <of> the t- <laughs>
0: Anywho, if you if you have any thoughts on gran turismo by the way and you hated what we said although that was pretty like Around the spectrum. I don't think you're gonna get better than what Jake said or worse than what I said. Yeah. No. It's a pretty down the middle movie. I think everybody will enjoy it. Anywho. Down the fast lane. Until next time, keep watching, keep exploring to me. The magic of cinema always rev up you all. Follow your our engines. accounts. Follow all of our, our TikToks, hey, our hey. Twitters. Mike Jose Collins oh on X God. post. Jake underscore Schultz Six you're on yet. X Yeah, don't post. act like you were gonna do that. Uh TikToks Cinemates Pod, the Cinemates Pod and all anywhere, our link trees are in everything, so you can find us there. Look in the description below. Thanks to everybody for listening. Anyway, this uh, this is Cinemates.
1: See you Monday.